Hello, everyone, and welcome into the GPS show along with Scott Pirak. I'm Gabe Godisman here, as always, for another episode. The divisional round of the playoffs is right around the corner. We're going to be bringing you our predictions for the divisional round. We'll get straight to the point, Scott. Obviously, there's a lot of great games. Which one are you most excited for this weekend? I think for me, I'm most excited for Ravens-Bills. I feel like that's going to be the game where it's really a toss-up. The Bills are only favored by two and a half in that game. What game are you most looking forward to? I mean, I think that for me, the Buccaneers-Saints game is going to be a, a, probably the closest game, in my opinion. It's going to be – I mean, there's going to be a lot of great games, but I think uh, that one's going to be exciting because it feels like if Breeze loses, that's his career done. That's the way he goes out. And if Tom Brady loses, it kind of feels like that might be um, his signal that with only a year or two left, he might not be able to win a championship in Tampa Bay. So I think that will be uh, the one that – has the most storylines after the game is over. I mean, of course, the Baltimore-Buffalo game is also two rising stars, and then um, who knows what will happen between the Rams and Packers and Browns and Chiefs. So there's a lot of great games. Scott and I um, will be uh, posting all our shows on Spotify, so make sure to uh, search up the GPS show on Spotify if you want to um, re-listen or uh, if you can't catch a show on Tuesdays or Fridays from 5 to 6, then you can listen on Spotify um, Scott and I already gave our predictions uh, when we went into the station and went live on the radio for the first time uh, in 2021 on Tuesday, but we thought we would um, go over it again on our show uh, just to go more in depth on who we have winning each game and why. So we'll, um, we'll recalibrate, uh, reset, go all the way through to the Super Bowl once again. Scott and I both had great wild card weekend predictions. Scott went four and two. I went five and one. The only difference we had was I picked the, uh, the Ravens over the Titans and he picked the Titans, uh, but we both picked the Seahawks. And um, yeah, we already talked about them on Tuesday. They, uh, they were let down. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. And I, I don't think we really uh, took into account just the limitations they have on offense in that second half of the season. But the Seahawks are now in the past. They fired their offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. They're looking forward to the future. They re-signed John Schneider. Um, and we'll see um, what happens. Also, a couple head coaching hires that uh, we might touch on a little bit at the end of the show. But, Scott, for now, let's get straight into the first game. First matchup is on Saturday morning, or Saturday afternoon, I should say, between the Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, Green Bay, the number one seed, arguably the favorites to win the Super Bowl with how the Chiefs have been playing at the end of the season. So, Scott, do you think there's a way for the Rams to go in um, for you and and knock off the Packers? Or I, think there, I think there is a way. This is actually one of the games I've been kind of going back and forth. I've said this a few times. How I really look at this matchup, if I could narrow it down to two players, it's Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has been the overwhelming favorite player on this offense the whole year, and it hasn't been close. But Jalen Ramsey this year has been maybe one of the best corners in the NFL. To give you a perspective, Devontae Adams has 149 targets. The next closest is Scantling at 63. So he's doubling everyone else, and he didn't even play two games. Um, but with that being said, there's no snow in the forecast, which is often actually a big thing when it comes to Green Bay. And I think that Devontae Adams gets the better of Jalen Ramsey. So I think I'm going to have to go with the Packers in that game. I just think this offense, I think that little trio of Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams is too good. For me, um, 
I also kind of have gone back and forth a little bit. I really think that this Rams defense could uh, be trouble for the Packers, especially with um, with Aaron Donald up front. I think that he's just going to wreak havoc with David Bakhtiari out. He could be obviously a, a huge factor in this game like he always is. But yeah, yeah I think I, I agree that the Packers are just a little bit too much offensively. And um, Jared Goff, I don't know if he's going to put up put up enough points uh, with that offense with the injured hand. Jared Goff, fully healthy. I don't know if he can compete with Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. So um, I mean, also as bad as um, obviously the Packers' defense is not anywhere near, but they do have Jair Alexander, who has been an excellent corner this year. He kind of is having. He's been very quiet this year, but he, he kind of is looking like Stefan Gilmore last year, just without the interceptions. Um, so I think that what this game's really going to come down to on the Rams offensive side of the ball is Cam is Cam is can Cam Akers get that 150 yard mark? Because that's what it was against the Seahawks. He had 28 carries, and that's what won them the game. Right. I mean, I I do I agree that I think they can't really rely on Jared Goff at all. He still has an injured thumb, so we'll um, we'll see if if I I think even if the Rams hold the uh, hold the Packers to only around you know 20, 24 points, I still don't think that's enough for the Packers. Um, or I don't I think the Packers defense can actually really hold down the Rams. You're right, Jair Alexander, the Smith brothers are up front are also going to be a big factor. So I like the Packers in this one, probably twenty four to to 17, you know, maybe a touchdown game because I really think Jalen Ramsey's going to uh, going to actually win the battle with Devontae Adams, but it comes down to the to the other players and also the running game with Aaron Jones. Okay, moving into the next round, um, the next game, Baltimore um, Baltimore Ravens versus the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. It's going to be I think this is a very very exciting matchup It's the Saturday night game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people watching because this is the two um, up-and-coming quarterbacks along with Patrick Mahomes coming from the AFC, uh, arguably an MVP candidate this year, Josh Allen and the MVP from last year, Lamar Jackson. Lamar finally has that first playoff win. Uh, he kind of got the monkey off his back there. So I think that actually that actually bodes, bodes well for him. He'll be able to play with a little bit more confidence. Um, and I actually think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game on the road. It's a pretty popular upset pick right now. The, uh, the Bills are only two-and-a-half-point favorites, so it's not even that much of an upset. But Lamar Jackson, another year of over 1,000 yards on the ground. Um, and, I, and I really think that this Baltimore defense is one of the more underrated sides of the ball like in, in the entire league. They have so much talent. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And I think that they'll be able to um, contain Josh Allen a little bit, force them to um, – force the – the Bills to run the ball a little bit on second down, um, second and third down. That that could be a very uh, big factor if the Baltimore Ravens can drop more into coverage, force Baltimore to win with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I don't even think that's possible. So I think the Ravens will actually come in, win this game in the trenches with Lamar Jackson, control time of possession, make sure Josh Allen uh, isn't on the field very often. I actually have the Bills winning this game. They've kind of been my team this whole year. I just think that Josh Allen has fully got it going. And then Marcus Peters has been very vulnerable this year. He's gave up an 100-yard game to Rashard Higgins, Travis Fulgham, Demarcus Robinson. A.J. Brown almost had one. So I kind of feel like this is a game where Cole Beasley 
who's one of those receiver twos that you don't really hear about, but he's been one of the most productive receiver twos in the NFL. I feel like, I feel like everyone says Cole Beasley, no one hears about Like everyone I mean, says no one hears about Cole I know, Beasley. but when you think of strong receiver duos, you think of um, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You don't think of Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. I mean, yeah, I, I that's like a one thing really, everyone but says. Oh, no one talks about Cole Beasley, Beasley. but, but now it's starting to get talked about. Everyone says no one talks about him. So, but yeah, I, he's a good receiver. I understand. So I, but I think I think Diggs will be a big factor, but I think it's going to come down to Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley, two players who have really shined this year. And with Marcus Peters kind of being one of those risky corners, I think they break two big plays for touchdowns. And then on the flip side, I think with the safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, I think if they can contain Lamar Jackson, which is easier said than done, I have the Bills winning this game. I just think their offense is too good. All right, so uh, there's our first difference. Scott has the Bills winning. I have the Ravens winning. It's going to be a great game, obviously. But I do, I do want to add, though, I fully expect the Ravens to get at least 250 yards on the ground. Yeah, they're going to be – they're going to try to control time of possession, make sure Josh Allen isn't on the field. That's what – um, it, it's what a lot of teams are able to do um, against the Chiefs. Uh, what the, we saw earlier this year, I think a game that really sticks out for me is what the Colts did against the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was off the field for the majority of the end of that game, and the Colts were able to upset. I think that's what it's going to be like uh, in this one. Keep a star quarterback off the field. And, I mean, let's not forget Lamar Jackson was 14-2 and two last year. He was the MVP, and he just won a, a convincing playoff game after being down 10-0. So, he kind of got a lot of uh, doubters uh, out there because he came back from behind, which no one thinks he can do. He won in the playoffs. No one thought he could do. And I think that this is really going to be kind of the next step for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Moving in to the first game on Sunday. This is a good game too. The Oklahoma versus Texas tech quarterback, old rivalry. Last time they played both. and, And let's not forget people don't realize that Baker Mayfield was originally at Texas tech and he had to transfer because Mahomes won the starting job. So um, even though May- Mayfield was the higher pick, Mahomes is the better player. Browns Chiefs gave I of the Chiefs. I just think when you add up all their offensive weapons and the speed they have on this team, I'm not quite sure who's really going to stop Tyreek Hill. Maybe Denzel Ward, but then on the other side of the field, you have McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't really see where they stop. The only thing that can maybe stop if temperatures drop and then it turns into a run game. Patrick Mahomes can throw in the snow. That's not a problem. I mean, people are right. He's had a, a, a really, really down year, you know, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions, 14 and one as a starter. Oh, yeah. Terrible for him. You know, uh, uh, the only way the Browns I can see winning is if they completely control the time of possession and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have 30 plus carries combined. They got to keep Patrick Mahomes out the field. That's going to be, uh, I know I've said that about the last game too, but with Mahomes out there at home, I just don't see a way for uh, the Browns to really stay competitive. I think this could become a blowout. People are surprised by the 10 point spread in a divisional playoff game. The Browns looked dominant against the Steelers, but let's not be mistaken. If it wasn't for those, that crazy first quarter, I think everyone can agree that was not like a normal game at the start of that game. It felt like, something weird was happening with the Steelers offense. They, they had the, the fumble touchdown on the first play and they had the one handed pick on the second possession. 
something weird was going on with that Steelers offense in the first quarter. And I think if there wasn't for that weird first few possessions, uh, the Browns might not even be at this point. So uh, it, it's definitely going to be um, going to be interesting to see how that first quarter plays out because remember the Browns are a run heavy team. If they establish the run game, maybe uh, make Patrick Mahomes play from behind a little bit, that could uh, be interesting, but I still think they're going to be um, too much. Let's see. I want to see if Le'Veon Bell gets involved a little bit. That will be uh, a key factor to look out for. They do have Hilaire back too. He's a really good receiving back. Yeah, it's going to – I think that well, – is he – I'm not – it says that he's ruled out for this game. He might come back, um, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yeah, you're right. He's also um, a, a great weapon for Mahomes. It, look for a lot of those – Just this is kind of a side note, but in the future, there's going to be a lot of players that the Chiefs need to get on rookie contracts because Mahomes is making $50 million a year. So uh, I think a weapon like Clyde Edwards-Alaire is what Mahomes is going to need if he wants this dynasty – to continue for a long time. So, Scott, moving into the final game, it only gets more exciting as we move along. The battle of the old quarterbacks, the battle of the grandpas, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, he's 42 years old, almost 43, goes to face Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is going to be a very interesting game from the start because remember these first two matchups between these two teams, 41-year-old Drew Brees, has had the upper hand in both games. And that second game was very, very convincing. Of course, on Monday night or Sunday night football, it was 38 to three in that second matchup. And that second matchup, of course, they played week one and, um, and it looked like the, uh, the Buccaneers were out of sorts a little bit. Of course, that was their first ever game uh, as a, as a squad together. It felt like it wasn't really fair to the Buccaneers. So I kind of write that one off as not really counting. And then even the second game, let's not forget that. Um, it was an unusual Tom Brady game. He had three interceptions and they had a total of five carries per eight yards. And one of them was Blaine Gabbert taking a knee. So and also this was the first game um, that Antonio Brown was there. He had three receptions for 31 yards. It was not, it was kind of another game where the Buccaneers were testing a few things out and, and, and with, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Drew Brees, they've been together for years. They were all playing that game. It just didn't It didn't really feel like that was Tampa Bay at full strength either. We've seen recently what they've been able to do. They scored 31 points against Washington. They ended the game with two, game, two games over 40 points. So I know that was against the Lions and Falcons, but I just think that for me, I have Tampa Bay winning this game because Tom Brady – playing someone twice he usually hasn't had to play very many division rivals in the playoffs because the AFC East usually uh, isn't in the playoffs besides the Patriots so he gets the third shot against a team he watches so much film he's the smartest guy in the league and I think that he'll be able to take advantage of the flaws that they had in those first two matchups and actually come back and um, and beat the Saints in this third game this offense right now is clicking a lot and um, I think the linebackers for Tampa Bay uh, Devin, uh, Devin White and, or excuse me, not Devin White, Levante David and, um, or it is Devin White. There's two Devin Whites in the league. Um, they, um, they'll, I think, be a huge factor. Trying to get pressure on on Drew Brees is also going to be um, important because you got to make him uncomfortable. Can't let him just throw the quick passes to Alvin Kamara. So I like actually Tampa Bay winning this game. Yeah, so. for me, this is, an interesting one 
I think that I think that I originally had the Bucks after what I saw last week against the football team. I'm kind of leaning more towards the Saints because I think we found some of their flaws, which is that their defense started off the year very strong. They were looking like a top five defense. They gave up 23 points to a third string quarterback. So I think, and then you replace him with Breeze and you put in Kamara. So I think Kamara, which is what we've seen all year, is going to be the X factor in this game. I mean, he's been a top three running back this year, you could argue. And I just don't really see how they're going to be able to stop him. I do expect this to be a high scoring game. I think that the Bucks might have the best offense actually left in the playoffs in terms of skill with Godwin, Gronk, Brown, Miller, Evans. Evans. I mean, Ronald, Leonard Fournette, who is going to be the starter. I they mean, announced. Arguably, the Saints have are probably right up there along with them with Kamara, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook. I mean, they've got a lot of talent. They, they have a lot of weapons, but the Bucks have like the names that kind of stand out at you. Right. Um, but with that being said, I think that the Saints are going to win this game. It's going to be, I think this could come down to the final possession, though. It would not surprise me at all, but I would like to see Drew Brees move on. I think everyone knows it's going to be his final season, and that would be a tough way to lose is against the player who you've kind of been battling your whole career. So I think he finds a way to pull it out. All right, so there you go. That completes our divisional round. Now let's move on. We have a little bit um, different conference championships, but let's start in the NFC. Um, for you, Scott, you have the Packers against the Saints. Who do you have winning that game? I think I have to go Packers. I just don't see I can't I can't see anyone in the NFL stopping Devontae Adams at the current moment. And yeah, game, have, in games he's played, he's averaging around hundred yards. I mean, I think if I were to have the Packers losing at all during this stretch, I think it might be against the LA Rams because of Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and that defense. Because I don't think that you can really keep up with Aaron Rodgers this season. You gotta keep stop him keep him off the field and cam Akers, um like you mentioned with the run game could actually um do a better job of keeping him off the field while alvin Kamara, they don't really have that power back besides latavius murray but he's not uh, really the standard to uh, control a game so i think that yeah the packers um for me it's the packers against the tampa bay buccaneers and in the first matchup this time um, around unlike the buccaneers against the saints the buccaneers dominated and it was uh, it was a struggle for for Aaron Rodgers. It looked like that was the game where people were saying, "Okay, there he goes, no longer MVP." But this is just this is such a tough game for me. But I'm going to stick with the Packers as well, going to the Super Bowl because first of all, I had them before. I I wouldn't change it just because um, of one game early in the season. Aaron Rodgers was 16 of 35 for 160 yards and two interceptions, but. I mean, after the Packers went up 10-0, they, uh, they had a pick six, and then the Buccaneers kind of ran, ran away with it. The, I think also something about the game, that was Adam's first game back after the injury. So he only, he only had six catches for 61 yards, which was basically his lowest of the year. And in so, Lambeau, uh, not in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, um, you know, he's kind of grown accustomed over this past year to the warm weather in Tampa. I think going to Lambeau, making him a little bit uncomfortable – Aaron Rodgers thrives in that weather, obviously. Um, and I think that they have the advantage on the run game with Aaron Jones. So they lost their tackle, Atari. So 
Got yeah, David Bakhtiari was more of a, a pass blocking um, guy. And I don't know really if Tampa Bay has, um, has necessarily the capability. Obviously they're talented on the defensive line, but I'm not sure if they can provide enough pressure to really take advantage of that. They've got, you know, Ndamukong Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett. They've got guys, but I really think um, that the Packers would be able to kind of sustain the offensive line a little bit. It's still a very good offensive line. And, um, I think the, the Packers will go to the championship. So in the AFC, Scott, I have the Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs. And for me, really, my entire playoffs is the same as last week for the wild card weekend. I've got the Chiefs winning this game. I think that it would be um, just a little bit too much of Patrick Mahomes. And I just, for me, like, it's so hard to say, like, oh, just look at the quarterback battle. I think that um, with Mahomes, we saw what he did last year in the playoffs. They were down. Um, but that offense can just explode at any time and put up a couple touchdowns in the span of a couple minutes. I think that's what it would come down to. I think it would be a very close game, but I still think that the, the Chiefs would go to the Super Bowl. For me, I have Bill's Chiefs. Um, I, I have the Chiefs winning this one. They've played already once this year. The Chiefs won that game 26-17. My big worry has always been about the Bills' run game. There's really nothing there. I mean, in that game, Josh Allen was a leading carry with eight carries for 42 yards. So that that kind of speaks the volume of that. And really what I think they're going to have to build through the offseason is finding some sort of running back that can fill in for Devin Singletary. Um, and then on the flip side, I think that the Chiefs offense is just too strong. Tredavious White is a great corner, but with Travis Kelsey and Hill, there's not enough power to stop them both. So I would have Chiefs Packers and as well yeah we have the same Super Bowl matchup the two one seeds we may be a little bit boring but we want to be right unlike in for example on um, March Madness or sports like those where we see the upsets you rarely see a lot and also yeah there it's the the number one seeds this year even get more of an advantage they're the only team that has a bye um so I just I think it's hard to bet against the two best quarterbacks right now in the NFL um, both rested, I think that they'll, um, they'll both make it to the Super Bowl. So now we've got this matchup, Chiefs versus Packers in the uh, the 55th Super Bowl. Scott, I, um, I have the Packers winning the Super Bowl. I had it last week. Um, and kind of starting in week 16, I kind of made that switch from the Chiefs to the Packers after that game against the Falcons. I realized that although I'm not – um, as dramatic as a lot of people are right now with how the Chiefs are playing. I think they can kind of flip the switch. There's definitely some flaws in that team, and I think that uh, maybe a few mistakes early from Mahomes, even though I just don't buy that he's that Mahomes is the type of player that we saw in the, late in the season that he's throwing interceptions. He's just not the type of player. I think he got a little bit lazy. It's kind of boring for him. You know, he's winning games easily. They won, you know, like 10, almost 10 straight games. So I, I think that um, the Packers, though, the way they're playing this year with Devontae Adams, I don't think the Chiefs have a guy that can really shut down Devontae um, and also Aaron Rodgers just playing so well. He's got um, a lot of weapons on the offensive side. Um, and all, the other guys really aren't – I talked about this on Tuesday a little bit. The other guys um, on the Packers aren't really that talented, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers can kind of um, make up for it with Devontae Adams always seems to find a way to get open. He's the best route runner in the NFL. So I think that um, the Packers would end up 
lifting up the Lombardi trophy. And, um, and I think just Aaron Rodgers right now is playing at a different level and I can't really bet against him right now. Yeah, I am going to have to go against you on that. I'm going with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. As much as I've been on the Devontae Adams bandwagon, as you can call it, I agree with you. He's the best route runner. I think that's just with Mahomes. We've seen that no one's really found a way to fully stop him, and I think he's one of those few quarterbacks in the NFL that people have tried blitzes. They've tried combo blitzes. They've tried zone coverages. And nothing has worked. Um, so I think with that being said, he's been and he's top ten in every single category for the NFL. And except for danger plays, which is like interceptions and stuff like that. So I think with how efficient of a player he is, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs winning their second Super Bowl in the forming of the dynasty. Yeah, I mean. For me, it's just it, in the Super Bowl. It's kind of almost. It feels like almost a different sport because of how intense it is. Um, it seems like whoever scores first always has the advantage, even though it was for the 49ers last time with that field goal early in the game. I just, for me, it just feels like right now Aaron Rodgers is kind of playing at the level of Mahomes, and um, it, it's going to be a great game if that happens. Obviously, all the teams left. I would say besides the Rams and maybe the Browns would be so exciting to watch in a Super Bowl. No, and, uh, I I'm really this is kind of a little forecast for the future. If the Rams can find a way to beat the Packers, I think that it would be – I think they would be true. Like, I think I could have them at the top of my Super Bowl list with that defense. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends because, you know, if we see them go into Green Bay and shut down – Aaron Rodgers I think we would even elevate that defense even more uh, we saw a couple of years ago they remember this this team the roster was not that different um, a couple of years ago and they actually didn't even have Jalen Ramsey so it, it will be um, the big difference is they don't have Gurley who at the time was the best running back right, in the that's league. true acres but Cam Akers is playing at, at a very high level it'll be interesting okay Scott before we end the show we got to discuss a couple hires in the NFL two big moves um, by the first two picks in the NFL draft this year, the two worst teams in the league, starting off with the number one pick. The J Jacksonville Jaguars have signed uh, head coach Urban Meyer as their new head coach. He, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone knows him. He coached in Utah to start off his career, only lost two games there in two seasons. And then he went on to Florida, won a national title, and then he went to Ohio State and won a championship there. So he dominated the college scene. Uh, along with 56 too which for a quarterback when you look at most or most coaches is pretty young yeah so he's not yeah he it's not like his career I think people kind of um, kind of saw that he would probably get back into coaching he's been an analyst on Fox for a little while but he yeah he's not old I think he's still look Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are both heading into their 70s so he's he's definitely got energy left and obviously this um, this would probably not have happened if Trevor Lawrence wasn't sitting at the top of the um, of their draft board right now. That's really what attracted Urban Meyer to this job. I think that, and they have $73 million in cap space, and there's some big-name free agents out there for this offseason, and I could end up seeing them signing a top-tier player. There's a lot of offensive power, like Allen Robinson, one name, that I think could end up there if they give him the money. 
And that could be an interesting combination. So I think that I don't think that was the best head coaching job available. I think the best head coaching job is actually the Chargers with Herbert Allen and Eckler and the Boza. But I do think that this was, uh, I think that was the perfect signing for the Jags. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Urban Meyer, he's from Florida. He, he lives in Florida. He, um, he's kind of got that, um, that home base there too, because he was so beloved at Florida with the Gators. I think that um, this is going to be a great hire. Trevor Lawrence has to feel, this is almost like in a way catering to Trevor Lawrence, kind of showing um, the Jaguars, showing Trevor Lawrence, hey, like we've got, we've got. Do you think there's any way that Justin Fields can go first? No, I don't even want to discuss that because they're drafting Trevor Lawrence. Um, And I just think that for me, it, it feels like Trevor Lawrence, it's almost like the Jags saying, hey, like, aren't you glad that the Jets are number one? We've got you, one of the greatest quarterback uh, coaches in college football history with you. He runs an offensive system. He He's going to bring talented people. Now with both of these guys going to Jacksonville, it's going to be, like you said, a better uh, destination for a lot of free agents. And I think that this, uh, this team's got a lot of potential to be good right away because they knows? have a star running back too. Right. James, James Robinson, James Robinson is on a rookie contract. And they're paying him right. nothing for him to get a thousand yards a year. And they're going to be already a top 10, 10 quarterback. In my opinion, Trevor Lawrence is going to be making um, rookie money. So it's going to be exciting to see what the Jaguars do. Also in this, in this division, the Texans have turmoil. Sean Watson might want out the Colts, Phillip Rivers. They're probably going to be looking for a new quarterback and the Titans. Derek Henry's only it's- getting older. That's true. But this is a quick question. Do you think there's a way that the Texans trade Deshaun Watson to the Colts and the Colts say we have a top defense? I don't think they would trade Deshaun Watson in in their division. I think he'll go to the, if I think he lands um, with, with the Dolphins. Do you you think he will get traded? Yeah, I think he's going to get traded this season. It'll be interesting to follow, but Scott, one more coaching hire. Seahawks fans know this guy. Well, Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers is now the head coach of the New York Jets. Obviously, it's a bold move for him going into um, what looks to be an organization that's only going downward. But they did give Adam Gates a shot which for the entire season, which has to be uh, comforting for Robert Sala because they know that, okay, well, this, uh, this organization is a little bit lenient. They'll, they'll probably give him a few years to kind of right this ship. And um, they – there's reports that they're going to, uh, they're going to stick with Sam Darnold, which will be very interesting to see if they trade down. Um, I, I would like to see if they can develop him. I think Gravatala, he has a five-year contract. So I think he's going to bring in a whole new staff. I think we'll kind of see a rebuild from head coach to special teams in a way. I just think that's what the Jets need. I mean, they've, we're on the edge of being 0-16, and then they got two wins against playoff teams, which we're not still sure how that happened. Um, and then I think there's – I do think there's a real chance they take Devontae Smith with the second overall pick. I think that's wow. a real – I think they're going to trade down. I think there's no – they, they already have the Seahawks pick. So if they trade down, they'll have four to five picks – I guess four picks, um, you know, maybe five to six picks in the first and second round just this year alone. And they've got picks next year. I think this could be um, a really exciting time. They've got a lot of 
a lot of cap space, and they have well, this we'll defensive-minded coach. What will be interesting for me is because Robert Sala is such a defensive-minded coach. In this past year, everyone knows the Niners had some major injuries on their defense, the biggest one being Nick Boza and Richard Sherman. They still finished as a top-five defense. He's a great coach. Yeah, so I think that he's going to kind of revolutionize that defense. I'm not quite sure how the offense is going to work, though, because they have a lot of holes. Frank Gore cannot, as much as we like watching Frank Gore, he's not worthy of another year. Well, I think that it's hard sometimes to not look at every team and say, okay, could this be the year for them? But I think the Jets really have a chance um, and the Jaguars to turn it around. Maybe not this year, but you're right, Robert. I, I don't know if I'd say this is the year. I think they can get close to 500. Yeah, but I mean, even if they get like five to six wins, I think that'd be a huge success, in my opinion. It just it depends on who they get in free agency because if they sign any big names, they keep Sam Darnold. They went. Remember the last year, the Jets went seven and nine. Sam Darnold looked very good as a starter. He had a winning record as a starter. So if they get some guys. Denzel Mims, um, he's kind of emerged as a wide receiver star. They can draft. Um, who knows? Maybe they draft the offensive tackle out of Oregon with the second pick. Maybe uh, they trade back, get a couple defensive starters, and really make that defense elite already with with just one year in. Um, that could be very exciting for Jets fans. Who knows? All right. So that concludes the show for today. Make sure everyone goes and watches the divisional playoff round. Obviously, this is going to be a very exciting time for the NFL. Scott and I will have you covered on Tuesday from 5 to 6, recapping the divisional playoff games, and we'll give you even more predictions for what's going to happen in the future. And make sure to catch us on Spotify. Just search up the GPS show, and you can listen to all our previous shows. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.